Welcome to Unity of Tucson. One of the things that occurs to me is that we don't see the world in black and white, and that each and every one of us is part of an infinite spectrum, just like this stained glass behind me, that we are each individual facets of the stained glass window that is humanity. And so I just want us to, for this moment, just look around at all the magnificent faces in this room. Just take this opportunity to see the facets all around and how glorious, how absolutely glorious it is. This is the final Sunday of this month, and so we find the culmination, the completion of this month's theme of illumination, and what a magnificent song choice for that. Thank you so much, Anna. I really appreciate it. And... I am compelled in this moment to offer this idea that we get to create our lives in whatever way we would like to create our lives. And I think that that, that, that lyric, in a world that is full of color, it's hard to see black and white when you understand that it isn't black and white. There is no black and white. It doesn't exist. We live in an infinite sea of color. And we're going to engage in a ceremony today where the idea is that you set your intention. And I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions because usually what New Year's resolutions are for me are a decision I make on the 31st of December that I usually have forgotten about by the 2nd of January. <laughs> but this white stone ceremony that we're going to engage in today is also an opportunity where we will each leave with a reminder. But I do want to start, essentially, with, first and foremost, this from Scripture. In John 1.1, 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is a very profound statement that is very rooted in New Thought teaching, which is what essentially Jesus was offering the world. Jesus was a New Thought metaphysician. Everything that I have ever read or studied or looked at or un understood about Jesus is that he was a New Thought metaphysician. He wasn't called New Thought then. He was a rebel. But aren't New Thought ministers and people who are engaged in this philosophy, aren't we all rebels? Yes. So I want to talk about this idea because you note that the word, the word word, see this gets very confusing sometimes, the word word is capitalized. That has significance. So I want to talk about the meaning of word. Charles Fillmore in The Revealing Word defines word in this fashion. Word is the agency by which God reveals itself. The agency by which God reveals itself. 
So we're talking about an energy. We're talking about the energetic agency by which this God, source, infinite power, presence, whatever you choose to call it, the universal source, the universal medium, the spirit, whatever you choose to call it, because you don't have to call it God, because some people have a problem with that word, and that's okay. But whatever you choose to, however you choose to understand it, the word is a way that we make cliff notes out of a larger idea. So the word is the energetic agency by which this God source reveals itself through creation. And when we speak of the word, we're not talking about language. We're not talking about language. That, does not, that is not a reference to language. Ernest Holmes offers this definition. The word is the ability of spirit to declare itself into manifestation, into form. The word of God means the self-contemplation of spirit. Charles Fillmore also offers this. In reference to this bit of scripture, he says, In pure metaphysics, there is but one word, the word of God. It is the God said of Genesis. In the Greek, in the Greek, the original Greek refers to it as logos, and logos cannot be adequately translated into English. It just can't. But I'm going to try to talk around the idea of what logos is. Logos, in most, of its in most of its usages, is marked by two main distinctions. The first, dealing with human reason, our rational human mind. The second, with universal intelligence, the divine. And that's the logos we're talking about today. The capacity for God to be an energetic presence and expression that shows up as all creation universally, and perhaps even beyond the universe. I think there might be something beyond the universe. I don't know. The infinite is far too grand and far too infinite for me to understand, and the only way I can ever try to understand it is by limiting it. See, see the conundrum there? It's the paradox. I, can't, I cannot understand the infinite. No one can truly understand the infinite. We can only talk about it as though the infinite, right? But we still kind of put borders around it. So I want to offer this. Why, why have I started today with this kind of intellectual leaning into definitions? And perhaps even for some people going, what the heck is he talking about? Logos, this, you know, this, this, this like, you know, it's, it's human reason and universal intelligence. What the heck is he talking about? What I really want to get to is this idea if you walk away with no other intellectual understanding today, then the word is the energetic agency by which God reveals itself through creation, then you, have, you will have walked away today with something very profound. And deepening into an understanding of that is what I invite us all into as well. So, why so much energy on these definitions? Well, the nature of our experience, each and every one of us individually, is the result of the word. I'm going to say that again. The nature of our experience, the way we experience the circumstances of life, the way we experience physical form, the way we experience this thing called life, is the result of the word, and it goes directly to the third principle in unity teachings. The third principle being thoughts and beliefs create the events and experiences of our lives. Those thoughts and beliefs are energetic. Thoughts and beliefs are the word. They're the activity of the word in each and every one of us. So the word is our thoughts and beliefs, 
And those thoughts and beliefs are the activity of the infinite divine mind within each and every one of us. And so the power of prayer is not a magic incantation. It's not the right words being spoken in the right way. And if you ever take a prayer class with me, I hope that you walk away with at least this one idea. I mean, I hope you walk away with more ideas than this. But if you walk away with nothing else than this idea, speaking the right words is an erroneous idea in prayer. Because there are no right words. There's only the right feeling tone. There's only the appropriate the appropriate feeling tone for you. The words don't really matter. The written words. Prayer is about that which is within each and every one of us that longs to be expressed. The power of prayer is not in the words, but in the energy behind the words. It is in the conviction of the one doing the praying. It is in the receptivity of the subject of the prayer. And oftentimes, the subject of the prayer is ourselves, something that we would like to have in our experience, right? Many of us are praying for something, right? But the power is in the energy, not the words themselves. The word, capital W, is the self-contemplation of the infinite. It is the ability to declare all aspects of itself into manifestation or form. And each and every one of us are unique individualizations of the infinite. I teach this every single week. I talk about this every single week. And this is the thing that gets a lot of people like, oh, did he really just say that? And yes, I really do say this. We are God. Because there can be nothing separate from the infinite. If we believe there is something separate from the infinite, that which is separate is finite. Well, there can be nothing finite in the infinite. There can be nothing other than the infinite. So we are part of that power. We are part of that presence. We are the individualization of the infinite spirit in form at the level of our understanding of it. So we use the exact same power that is the creative source for creation in our own experience. We can make declarations into form. Isn't that what we are doing in prayer? We are declaring into form what it is we would like to experience. All of life before us is unwritten. And we are the authors to that which is unwritten. We are the authors to that which is unwritten. So today is all about writing the unwritten. That's what today is all about. As we make some declarations and we trust in their manifestation. As you were walking in, you will have seen a basket that had white stones. Did everyone get a white stone? Is there, one, is there anyone who doesn't have a white stone? Um, can I ask Tyler, can you bring in a few white stones? Tyler's going to bring white stones and some markers to you. And when I was first introduced to this ceremony, I thought, what a magnificent way of welcoming the new year. Every new year, we often think about new beginnings. I think Felicia and Ed, um, Alan down here, thank you. As we welcome the new year, it's often a time when we reflect and we welcome new beginnings. So I'm going to invite us all to hold the stone 
in our hand. Just hold the stone in your hand and contemplate it for a moment and look at it like the clean slate of a fresh new year. Just contemplate what is unwritten on this stone, a clean slate. And so today, we're in the midst of doing two things. First of all, we have chosen our stone. Whether it was handed to you or not, it was your choice. And we're going to choose that energy. We're going to choose the word. In essence, we are going to give ourselves a name or an identity for this year. Now, this white stone ritual has ancient roots. Thousands of years ago, when someone served time uh, in prison or in bondage of some sort, they were given a white stone when they were released. Today, we can acknowledge a release from bondage, the bondage of the past. And we can let this white stone signify our freedom, each and every one of us. And on this white stone will be written a new name which will be known only to the one who receives it unless you choose to share. In Revelations 2.17, it is written, to everyone who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna and I will give a white stone and on the white stone is written a new name that no one knows except the one who receives it. To conquer is to see beyond the appearances. That's what we're metaphorically and metaphysically understanding about that scripture. That when we conquer, we are seeing beyond the physical appearances. And when we see beyond the appearances, we are given all we need to live. That's the manna. The concept of a new name is consistent, is a consistent theme throughout scripture and throughout many traditions. From those who have been released from the bondage of limited thinking and accept an understanding of their true divine identity. Simon in Scripture, becomes Peter. Saul becomes Paul. Abram becomes Abraham. Sarai becomes Sarah. Jacob becomes Israel. A name change always signifies a change in consciousness. So hold your stone. Keep your gaze. Keep your gaze on the unwritten potential that it represents right here and right now. Take a breath. White, metaphysically, represents joy, victory, purity, and purification. In this white stone or purified state of consciousness, remember who you are. Know as the Master Jesus taught, the Father and I are one. Choose to see beyond appearances and receive all that is required to live. We uncover our full potential through conscious surrender of all that seems limited. Let us remember, God is, I am. There is only one life. That life is God. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. I invite you to repeat those words with me. 
there's only one life. That life is God. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. Once again, there's only one life. That life is God. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. One more time. There's only one life. That life is God. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. In this stillness, reflect on the stone as a symbol of a potential unlimited new life. Deepen into the feeling of the presence, present within each and every one of us, expressing as each and every one of us. Deepen into the sense of your true identity, God. You are loved. You are supported. You are held in the hands of true grace. Deepen into your recognition of the activity of the infinite God source energy in your heart and mind for the next few moments. See what's calling. See what wants to be written. Perhaps there's a new career, a new title, a new quality that spirit is pressing through you. Let your ego have a few minutes off. And let the divine holy self come through. Give yourself permission to know that you have a new quality, a new name. As this divine quality, this new name has clarified itself to you, I invite you to take your marker and write the word on your stone. If it hasn't come to you, that's okay. You get to take your stone with you. The word will reveal itself. I have faith. I invite us all to take the opportunity as well to acknowledge gratitude for this new name, for this new idea, for this new intention. Because an attitude of gratitude is most salutary and bespeaks the realization that right here, right now, we are in heaven because we have decided it is so. 
whatever has revealed itself to you is your word, your new name. Your word is the energy of creation. See it. Decree it. And carry your stone with you. You can carry it with you all year long as a touchstone. You may carry it in your pocket. Or put it in a place where you will see it consistently. I put mine in front of my computer screen, so I see it every single day. Let it serve as a reminder for every day in 2024 of the expansive potential that is you. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. To lead off our homework, and if you're new to our community, I offer homework every single week as a way of making the spiritual philosophy practical in our lives. And so I'm going to invite you into a practice, but I want to start off today with something that is near and dear to my heart, and I think on New Year's Eve, it is something that is well worth the read. And I joke because this is in the Science of Mind book by Ernest Holmes, and you can see it's halfway through the book. This is where, they've written, where he's written the final conclusion. And what the heck is all this? <laughs> he wrote this. In conclusion, what the world needs is spiritual conviction followed by spiritual experience. I would rather see a student of this science prove its principle than to have them repeat all the words of wisdom that have ever been uttered. It is far easier to teach the truth than it is to practice it. But the practice of truth is personal to each, and in the long run, no one can live our life for us. To each is given what they need, and the gifts of heaven come alike to all. How shall we use these gifts is all that matters. To hold one's thought steadfastly to the constructive, to that which endures, and to the truth may not be easy in a rapidly changing world, but to one who makes the, attempted, who makes the attempt, much is guaranteed. The essence of spiritual mind healing and all true religious philosophy is an inner realization of the presence of perfection within and around about. It is the hope of heaven, the voice of God proclaiming, I am that which thou art, thou art that which I am. And so the homework today is an invitation to actively pay attention. You have written something on this stone, and I would like you to make a conscious decision to remember and reflect upon it at least three times daily this coming week. Notice where and when your word, your name, shows up reflected all around you. I guarantee you're going to see it. That's the nature of our mind, to welcome that which we require. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.